talking to him. His beard has experienced more than a lesser man's entire body. He once punched a magician. That's right. You heard me. He is the most interesting man in radio. My friends, there is only one place I like to come to talk in the morning. It is with Rob Pratt. He is even more interesting than I am. Stay listening, my friends. This is News Radio 1020. KDK. All right, good morning, everyone. Once again, time to jump in the sandbox that is the life of Rob Pratt. Another weekend is upon us, and there are those shows that you, well, you anticipate, and then there are those ones that you can't wait to be a part of, and this is one. Over the next hour, you're going to meet a dear friend, Dr. Ken Smith, and he is from Geneva College, truly one of the bright spots in our region. A lot of history with yours truly, and hopefully it will be in your future as well. And I'm sure many of you that are listening right now are well aware of it and how it is growing leaps and bounds. Obviously, Christian faith is what they are all about, but we're going to tell you more in the way of what they can do as far as their curriculum and all of the extracurriculars that are offered there at that beautiful campus in Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in studio and ready to go, Dr. Ken Smith. Good morning, Ken. How are you? Good morning, Rob. Doing well. It's, Doing well. It's so nice to have you here today, and I want to thank you and Cheryl for coming up here this early in the morning to be a part of my show, because I've been telling people for such a long time about Geneva College. Let's just talk about it in particular as far as the history of it, uh, where it is located, and really what is the whole purpose of your mission at that beautiful learning institution. Well, Rob, thanks for the opportunity. Um, I have a few things I love to talk about more than uh, Geneva College. You ask a little bit about the history. Well, like many small private liberal arts colleges, it was originally founded by a church uh, with the intention of training young men for the pastoral ministry. Uh, we were founded actually in 1848, so we've been around a little bit um, for a while. And out in uh, Northwood, Ohio, moved to uh, Beaver Falls in 1880. We were invited by the city to come. Uh, the uh, local community was thriving. The industry was looking for a educated workforce. And so the college moved to Beaver Falls. We've been there ever since. Um, interestingly, the college closed for a couple of years during the Civil War. When they uh, reopened, uh, one of the first colleges to open its doors to women and freed slaves. And uh, so we've got a much more expansive uh, mission now than simply training men for the pastorate, although we have a number of students who come through with that expectation. Uh, we truly are a comprehensive college at this point. I did not know that. Everything that I thought Cheryl Johnson, your marketing uh, uh, director, has taught me, I, too, am learning something on this program. So they were actually closed during the Civil War, and they were involved in helping free slaves? Absolutely. Um, the college resisted the um, uh, movement to return slaves to you know, runaway slaves owners. We were on the Underground Railroad uh, for a number of years. And uh, so it's, a, it's quite a history. You know, a lot of people may not know this, but in New Brighton, which is my hometown, the Townsend family home, of, co of course, of the great factory that was there for many years, now Colfin Specialty Steel, owned by Dave Pasquale, uh, the Townsend home in New Brighton is now J&J &J Spratt Funeral Home. And at one time, there was a underground railroad connection there, as there were along the Ohio and Beaver River and many houses at that time, where a lot of these slaves would come from the South and they would make their way to freedom. So it's a unique connection. Now, here's what most parents want to hear, and that is in the past four years, an average of 90% of Geneva students are working 
or in grad school without six months uh, within six months of graduation. That's a pretty good percentage. It's a very good percentage. Um, Geneva does a great job in preparation. I was uh, attending a networking event just this week with uh, alumni uh, who were on campus to talk with our students and just exciting to see the places where they have gone, the work that they uh, have done since graduation. One of the things that we continue to do is make sure that our, our graduates are prepared for the workforce, not only in terms of the specific skill sets that they pick up in their major, so if you're an engineer you've got all the engineering skills, but really our, our uh, individuals of character, uh, they're good employees. They work hard and they've got a great reputation for integrity, uh, all those things that you'd want to have somebody uh, bring with them when they come into the workplace. I'm going to let you brag a little bit about the college, and if you won't, I will. But when uh, U.S. News & World Report gets involved, obviously uh, they do their homework. They cross their T's. They dot their I's. What is it with your accounting department that's got 97% as of 2010, the graduates finding jobs in the workplace? What is it with accounting in Geneva that's so successful? Well, we have very good faculty, and our students are really hard workers. They have to be. Uh, they have to be. That's uh, one of the things that I think Geneva is, um, you know, kind of unsung. There's just a, a real discipline that goes into I was a business major, so I can brag a little bit on the That's okay. business and accounting uh, department. And uh, I was there a student in the 1970s, and it was still just a dynamite program in terms of uh, producing students who are prepared for the for the workforce. A uh, significant number of our students who actually want to go on for careers in accounting sit for the CPA exam and, and uh, do extremely well there. All right, we're going to come back. But one of the things that I want people to still understand, that Christian ministry is something that is still right there as far as the bullseye and what you're trying to do at Geneva College. So we don't want to lose faith. Uh, uh, we don't want to lose sight of the faith-based attitude at Geneva College as well with all the other good things that are happening. My guest is the president of Geneva College in nearby beautiful Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. He is uh, Dr. Ken Smith. And we do this from time to time with various learning institutions throughout our region just to give people an idea of how fortunate and how important that is to who we are here in western Pennsylvania. The Rob Pratt Show continues in moments. Stay tuned. You're locked in to the Rob Pratt Show. All right, we are back on the Rob Pratt Show. My guest this hour is Dr. Ken Smith, president of Geneva College. Tell me about this basketball player real quick. I'm coming out of sports. Jory Rand did a story, and I uh, actually gave him some love yesterday in my sportscast. 24 years in the Navy, this young man graduated from uh, Newcastle in 87, and he is playing basketball at Geneva. You know, as Cheryl and I were saying, it is truly an uplifting story, but I, I look, I'm a little biased. Everything at Geneva is uplifting to me, just driving by the campus, especially in the fall. I, I love driving by the campus in the fall, but tell me about this young man, and he is a young man to me, and you, go ahead. Well, he's certainly younger than I am. <laughs> me too. Um, uh, Brian's a fascinating story. He's somebody who grew up, wanted to play What's basketball. his last name again? Brian Rice. Brian Rice, okay. Brian is a, um, a gentleman. Grew up wanting to play basketball, played in high school, very accomplished. But like uh, a lot of young people, uh, reached the age of college and said, you know, I'm just not really ready for this. I need to do something else. Uh, went into the military thinking to do a short stint, come back to school, ended up making a career uh, serving the country. And uh, when he came out, though, found out he still had his interest in playing basketball and uh, got in touch with uh, our coaching staff. And they said, well, come try out. And uh, he's made the team and playing with us. And one of the great things about it is that, you know, that military career has given him a real capability for leadership. And uh, so he's got a lot of these young men there who look up to him and uh, 
uh, really look to him as a as an example. So he's in some ways not only a player, he's kind of a life coach. Well, I'm doing a little babysitting this weekend, and I got home late last night from Ohio. And true stories, I got up on my bike today at about two thirty. I said, if a 43 year old guy could pay, play basketball, a slightly overweight 56 year old man could get on his bicycle. So just please, I'd like to definitely get him on my sports show. I I, I think people need to find out more about that, and that's a real good feel good story. So I was glad we had a chance to bring that up. Let's talk about the Christian ministry and faith based before we kind of get back into what you're all about as far as the curriculum. I don't want people to lose sight about this. And, you know, I've been to the campus recently, and Cheryl took me on a great tour. You and I had a conversation. The do, the two can go hand in hand. So for some students who are thinking, oh, it's not really going to be such a cool place to go, I beg to differ. I had a wonderful time there seeing the student body interact and this facility and what they have in the cafeteria and the campus. It's mind-boggling. But tell me how the two do work hand in hand. Oh, Rob, thanks for the uh, invitation. Uh, back to a little bit of the history of the college. Like many colleges that were founded by churches, we found ourselves adrift. Um, when the end of World War II came around, the men were coming back from the fronts uh, on the GI Bill, coming back to school. Uh, Beaver Valley was booming in the, with steel. Uh, the college grew dramatically and, and, and started to drift from its roots in terms of its faith commitment. Uh, in about the mid-1960s, we recognized that, and uh, we're still owned and operated by the Reformed Presbyterian Church of North America, and the church fathers, the synod, the, our, our superior board um, said we need to correct this, and worked on a process to develop a document called the Foundational Concepts of Christian Education, and that document has steered the college since the late 1960s, about 1967, and that document simply says that all things that exist are created by God. Uh, by him and for his glory, uh, that man are, is sinful, we've fallen from, from grace, uh, that God sent his son to die for our sins and restore all things, and eventually all things will be restored in him. And so we look at everything that we uh, teach, everything that we study, mm -hmm. through that lens, that it's really God made it for his glory, and uh, that whether you're studying accounting um, or whether you're studying the sciences or uh, the liberal arts, um, that we can look around and see the results of the fall. And I think everybody will recognize, um, you know, whether you are a man or woman of faith or not, that there's something wrong with the world. Um, you just look around and things, read the paper. things are broken. Read, read the paper. And so one of the things that we study is, well, what is it that you're seeing when you see this brokenness? Mm -hmm. And so we explain that. Um, but we also put out hope. And then we say, look, as a young person who's been called by God, you have a role to play in making things better. So if you're going to be an accountant, what does the Bible have to say about accounting? Well, you'd be amazed. The Bible has a lot to say about accounting and fairness and how you treat things uh, with equal value and how you should account for things properly and, and be uh, an influence for good in the organizations in which you work. So that would be true whether you're studying chemistry, whether you're studying history, um, business, or sports management. Or sports management. Tell me about that. I mean, I was shocked when I was looking over these notes just now to see sports management. And that's one of the fastest growing professions in all of the United States because, as I just mentioned, you got a $9 billion industry in the NFL. So there's obviously a need there. And in the NBA, it's All-Star Weekend. Lots of money out there. Lots of opportunity. Tell me about your sports management. Well, as you can imagine, I mean, just take the words apart, sports management. You just mentioned, Rob, I think uh, extremely well, that much of sports is a business. 
And as such, it requires people to think through what are we trying to accomplish here? What are the needs being served? How are we going to do that faithfully? So there's a whole management component. Uh, but again, if you bring the faith commitment in, um, anytime you have lots of people working together, there's lots of areas for uh, mistakes or errors or self-seeking behavior. And so we try to train young people to take up careers in the sports field in a way where they can be ministers for good. It's a, it's a, it's a fascinating combination. Uh, many of our coaches who understand the sports side also teach some of the courses in the sports management. So it's a really great uh, major for somebody who sort of wants to get the business degree, um, but focused a little bit more on something that they love and have a passion for. So we've got quite a few athletes who are in the sports management program. Interestingly, they're also uh, it's a great opportunity for young people who love sports, but who were not gifted by God with a physical ability. Like the majority uh, to, of to us. To be star players, that's exactly right. And so you can still get involved with uh, something that you love. So it would be very like broadcasting. Uh, you know, There are a lot of folks who are engaged because they love the sports, couldn't play, but this gives them an opportunity to track with the uh, teams that they love, check the statistics, um, really make a contribution that way. It's been a while, but some of my early... Uh, co-workers were graduates of Geneva and Communication, WGEV. What's the story on that? Are you still, is that radio station still working? Do you still have a communications department? It is still, is, is it is still as uh, a much of a, a part of Geneva as it once was? Fill me in. Well, we still have a communications department. We don't do quite so much in broadcast management as we once did. Um, WGEV, as you know, was a tiny little broadcast station. And now, thanks to technology, we've discovered we can do an awful lot of uh, what you needed to have an on-air radio station with in a uh, computer lab. So we still teach a lot of the same courses, um, but we're really doing Internet-only uh, kind of publication. I want to talk about online education, something else that Cheryl and I were talking about during the break. That really is the future, and you've got to embrace it or you're going to get left uh, behind. And you guys have really embraced it in a big way. Well, I think so. We're starting. Um, we are, to be honest, Rob, we're still waiting to see if it's going to be big, um, but we're excited about it. Uh, Geneva College, in addition to, it, to its uh, traditional undergraduate programs, which we're most familiar with, has for many, many years had a, a number of programs, particularly for adult students who want to finish a degree. They may have started and, and not completed. And uh, so in our adult degree completion program, uh, we've, we initially started with a human resources major that went online last year. Uh, just announced uh, a new program in Christian ministry leadership that's going to be online. So these are our first forays, if you will, into the online world. Uh, we've been very pleased with the results thus far. We've done very little advertising. It's all been word of mouth, and we ended up in our very first cohort having twice as many students as we originally hoped for. So we expect big things out of this. But I think you're absolutely right. Uh, given where higher education is today, uh, you really need to be doing traditional programs, some non-traditional programs, online programs, and there needs to be kind of a seamless integration across those. All right, we've got much more still to talk about, and I hope you enjoy these segments as much as I do uh, in the audience. And, and if you're a parent especially, and many of you uh, in the healthcare profession, I've had a m many, many fans that have listened to me through the years who are headed home or heading into work this early, early uh, Saturday morning. 
you know, you want to make sure that that paycheck that you work 12 hours for goes to uh, one of the best places that your kids can actually get an education and be safe. And I'm going to talk more about the setting, the college, and where it is and what I have seen personally to kind of reassure you that you can put your faith and trust in this great institution. We'll be back. He is Dr. Ken Smith, president of Geneva College. This is The Rob Press. storm in the forecast. Afternoon, we're expecting accumulations of... It's what Pittsburgh's talking about. News Radio 1020 KDKA. All right. We are back. Dr. Ken Smith, my guest. He is from Geneva College. He is the president. I was mentioning to you and Cheryl, Cheryl Johnson, who is the marketing director, who is here just kind of hanging out and was along for the ride this morning. You sure I can't offer you two a cup of coffee? I mean, I've never seen anybody at 5 o'clock in the morning awake without a cup of coffee. But anyway, we got lots of coffee if you want coffee. But as I, I was saying about my middle son, uh, who's 13, he spent the day at Geneva College at a math camp there. And for a 13-year-old to come home and tell me that he had a good time talking about math for eight hours, I thought, it's got to be the atmosphere. As I mentioned going into the news, Ken, just driving by Geneva, and I mean, I go back to football games and my good friend Gino DeMarco, who is the salt of the earth, and I have many friends, my sister, my brother-in-law that went to Geneva, my, my children's grandfather. I have a lot of connections to this school. But I see these young, beautiful, smiling faces, these kids. They got skateboards, and they're cool, and they're hip. But they're just good kids. And I, and I, and I know a lot of people who send their kids there. What is it about this college that just seems to bring out the good in kids? And again, for my 13-year-old to come home, after eight hours at Geneva talking about math and said, and he had a Geneva sweatshirt on and he just, he was happy. He said, you know, dad, I, I think I'd really like to go to school there. Now this is out of the mouth of a babe. He's 13 years old. What is it that makes it work? And I had lunch in the cafeteria with you and Cheryl. And as I'm looking around, I'm seeing all these kids and they're laughing and they're obedient and they're, they're happy. And obviously what you have done with the renovations has helped, but there's just something there that works. Well, Rob, clearly when you come to campus, we put on the best show possible because we want to make sure that's exactly your impression. Um, but no, seriously, uh, the, the college has been blessed. If you say, what is it, the, the thing about Geneva College? And I have to say, it's God's blessing. Uh, clearly, any organization is the uh, reflection of its people. And uh, as we are remain committed to, to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, uh, the motivation that our faculty, that our staff, uh, and the preponderance of our students have is to be seeking God's grace. And I think that influences everything that they do. Our, our relationships are characterized by a, a deep respect for one another. Uh, we certainly don't agree on everything. Um, you know, the, when we meet with faculty, we have broad opinions on things. Uh, we have a common commitment to Jesus Christ. But we go to different churches. We have different uh, political philosophies. Uh, but that oneness that we have uh, as being members of the body of Christ, I think, just shows up and people see it. They may not even be able to put their fingers on it in terms of what it is that they're seeing. But there's just a grace that's shown to one another that is uh, is unique to a, to a college that's committed to Jesus Christ. Um, I've really appreciated that in my move here. i uh, worked at a large research university for a long time, and uh, it was a great university. But there's a spirit that you put your finger on uh, about the, the, the place and the, and the common commitment and the shared values. Uh, a couple of things, though, that are, are unique, or maybe not unique, but at least important to us. Uh, Geneva, despite being a Christian college, has an open enrollment policy. So we do not require a profession of faith on the part of students who want to come. 
And uh, so there's a significant number of students who come with no faith background whatsoever. They come because we have the major that they want, or they come because it's convenient, it's local, we're um, Western Pennsylvania, and they're from Western Pennsylvania. And they'll experience the same thing that you did. They'll, they'll experience this. There's you know, something unique about this community. And, and a significant number of them will come to faith while they're, uh, while they're in school. One of the things I love to do when I'm on the road talking to alumni is just hear their stories. How did you come to Geneva? Uh, what did it do for you? Uh, what did you study? How have you used your education since you graduated? But one of the things that makes my heart sing is when somebody says, well, you know, I came to Geneva because I wanted to study business, or, or I came to Geneva because I wanted to play football. Um, and I've had a great career, but the most significant thing was I found Jesus Christ while I was there. Old Maine, every time I see it, it just makes me think I'm home. And, and there's just such a comforting, and when I had a chance to finally come in to the building when I came to see you and, and Cheryl months ago, I'd never been inside that place mm, before. Amazing. And it was just I, I could exhale. I mean, I, I just felt so good about being in that place. And, you know, I look at things differently now, obviously, with three kids. Everything is about my kids. And I have a friend who works with AAA whose son has gone there for a while. And when I found out he was going there, I was just so excited. And he said, you know, Rob, one of the things that I always worried about, and I mean, anything could happen, and I understand that. We read the headlines all the time. But this place is really untouched by the hands of time, even though... There's been a lot of reconstruction. It still is the way it was that I remember back in the 70s and, and even a little further back. I, it's just comforting to know that your kids are there. Do you, do you get that sense too? I do. I think the fact that Old Main was built in 1880 uh, gives you a sense when you come on campus that this is a traditional place that has deep roots. It's been around a long time. There are some common themes, some things that are stable. Uh, some contributions, some aspects that, that, that just give you a sense of place. Uh, as you note, we did move Route 18 out of the middle of campus a few years ago. I was going to get Which certainly that. changed the entrance oh. uh, and has in, enhanced safety. Uh, and so it looks like it fits in a way that it didn't before. But at the same time, we have not lost the sense of tradition that is in the heart of campus. I have to say this, and I only met the man twice in my life, but everybody looks at bad. I want to look at the good in everyone. Uh, former State Representative Mike Vion was really one of the catalysts involved in getting that done. And, you know, every time I go by there now, I look at that and think, you know what, that's how I want to remember this man who did so much good that people have a sense of forgetting just tell me about the whole process and how you got that done, because really, safety is one thing. All of the big trucks have been rerouted, but it really has, it's like that cherry on top of the cake. It's finished off your campus to really put you into this century and beyond, and that legacy, I think, will carry on for generations to come. Well, Rob, thanks for the, the question. There were actually two phases to the project. Uh, the first one was actually having the state move Route 18, and uh as this is true for many college presidents, you know, it'll, I'll be remembered as the president under whose watch that happened. But I did not start that process. We have been talking about moving Route 18 since the 1930s. And uh, my predecessor, his predecessor, had been putting pressure on uh, the state. We had requests in. And uh, a lot of people have been praying and hoping that we'd move that road for a long time. And 
I just don't want it to be lost that, that Jack White had set my predecessor Good uh, man. Had, had set um, a lot of those wheels in motion by the time I arrived, literally the day before I started work. Um, there was a meeting on campus, and the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation was there, Southwest Planning Commission was there, the county commissioners were there, um, uh, Mike Vion was there, uh, and, and there was a big conversation about how we're going to get this done. The course the department of transportation saying and i'm just picking numbers out of the air you know we've got um a billion dollars worth of money and we've but we've got four billion dollars worth of projects and uh somebody asked well how do you decide where the money goes and uh word was well it goes to the projects that are ready that we can actually start and uh and mike's role at that point was simply said i'm going to make sure that geneva's ready and so from that time on, he was a big advocate, and we made sure that every time there was a question, our work was done. We had the support of the local community. We had the support of the state so that uh, the money finally came to, to move the highway. Now, when the highway moved, uh, one of the things that we completed was, um, well, one of the things we realized is we now had the old Route 18 running through the middle of campus. So mm -hmm. we had to raise millions of dollars to beautify the campus. And again, Mike was instrumental in, in uh, uh, contributing um, or seeing the state support us uh, to upwards of a million dollars as a community project because, as you know, um, uh, Beaver Falls High School plays on our football field. And so we were able to, again, get community support, some matching funds to totally redo our stadium, which is the home not only to the Geneva College Golden Tornadoes, but also the Beaver Falls Tigers. So um, that has been a great project. So. Uh, Mike's been a friend. Um, very sorry for the situation that he found himself in, and uh, but as in everyone, but absolutely, I, I want to look know, at the, I, the good that he did. I think that uh, you know we're all we're all sinners, and you know trust we're saved by grace. And uh, so, uh, as I've said before in the past, uh, Mike did some good things for the college. Somebody once said to me because I was bragging about that after. Well, you know he was from Beaver Falls. I said, yeah, and I take care of my hometown too. What's your next question? Right. We'll come back. And by the way, if you saw the HBO special about Joe Namath uh, going back to his high school, that is Reef Stadium. It's 544. We'll be back. Quick programming note tomorrow on the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show. You know how much I am a fan of uh, wrestling. I was actually watching a little a bit of Pitt and Lehigh last night. And this uh, IOC decision to get rid of wrestling has really got uh, my dander up. So tomorrow, Olympian Jake Herbert, my good buddy, will be there. And the head wrestling coach of Geneva, Randy Stottlemyre. I don't know. we got to stop the madness. Let's uh, get back to our conversation with uh, Ken Smith. So a major announcement that I just said, I didn't know that. And you went, well, you shouldn't. It was just announced yesterday. But exciting news. Tell me about this. Oh, Rob, we've uh, for a long time wanted to build a facility to house our music department. And uh, at our Board of Trustees meeting this past week, we've got approval to construct a new building. So uh, we're quite excited about it. The news only hit the campus yesterday, so it's still quite a That's quite a exciting. It is exciting, and we're, we're very pleased. Well, that's good. Um, I want to talk about the faculty, because you're only as good as your team, and that's your team. Tell me about the faculty a little bit. Well, our faculty are outstanding. I'd put them up against faculty at any institution in the country in terms of their care for students, their abilities in the classroom. Um, we have, again, we're a small Christian college, and uh, we're not one of the big research one institutions. But we have faculty who continue to stay very, very active in their, in their fields. Um, Eric Miller in history, uh, 
Esther Meek in philosophy, uh, Tom Copeland, political science. I mean, they've all published um, nationally recognized books in in the last year or so. And uh, but I think the heart of the faculty really is that they're at at an institution like Geneva College because they can emphasize the, the time in the classroom and emphasize the time with students. Um, we just have a stellar, uh, committed core of faculty who believe that their call is to educate students for service to God and to the community. Everyone that graduates from Geneva, in my opinion, is special. But, you know, listen, we all like to name drop. And this is where I really enjoy talking to people at any institution, whether it be Robert Moore, CMU, beautiful University of Pittsburgh, Duquesne. Tell me about some of your alumni. And this, this is where people are going to go. I didn't know that, that have gone on to do some pretty major things in this world. Well, I'll just give you two. Uh, you know our mutual friend, uh, Joe Hogan. God bless Who him. was one of my, uh, my classmates. Um, played basketball at Geneva. Uh, went on into a very successful business career. Uh, was high up at uh, GE for, for ran the medical division. many, many years. Ran the medical division. Um, left about two years ago to go to ABB, now head of a large international technology firm um, over in Europe. Uh, it's nice to be able to say I knew him when. Um, nice, nicer yet to say I still know him. That's right. Um, he's, a, he's a good man, and uh, I love to hear him tell his story because he just talks about how Geneva allowed him to play sports, gave him a great education, set him off on the right track, and, and he's uh, been very, very successful. And he's got a great family. Uh, but another um, individual that I just have very, very high regard for is uh, Joyce Bender, locally from uh, Bender Associates. She did tell me that. She is a Geneva grad, and she has become a nationally known advocate for individuals with disabilities. And uh, her work in terms of touching lives is so much about what Geneva College is about. And uh, so I just want to give a shout out to her. Uh, She's a big fan of this show because I'm a big fan of hers. Well, just gotten to know her um, better over the last few years. She just does remarkable work. She's been recognized and honored by the Obama administration for her work in uh, um, assisting those with disabilities. And one of the things that she really does is challenges employers to look past maybe that initial disability and look at the ability of of, uh, of young people. She does remarkable work. Well, and you know, also too, uh, she has epilepsy, and she I, mm-hmm. the other night. I was at the the gala in which uh, my good friend uh, Kim uh, Tillotson Fleming was the, the honorary king. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden she mentions Joyce Bender. And I just thought, you know, touche. It couldn't happen to a better person to get some much-deserved accolades. And I follow her on Facebook. She is someone that uh, doesn't let much stop her, and she motivates me to want to help those who are disadvantaged with a disability. So a good lady and, again, uh, another alum of Geneva. The, the college that I know, obviously, and you are the president of, I know more because of sports. And your new press box, i got to tell you, if you, I'm looking for a room to rent, I would love to spend the rest of my life in that press box. It's gorgeous. That press box. It took a long time. Well, that was one of the advantages of moving Route 18. It gave us a little bit of space to to actually build. And uh, uh, Joe Andarco, commissioner of the President's Athletic Conference, congratulated us. He said, you went from having the absolute worst press facilities in the pack uh, to the nicest, and, and we're we're very proud and pleased of that space. And the history of basketball, and a lot of people don't know, but it's kind of started right there. And I, uh, the Matheny Fieldhouse is, don't mess with that charm. If you could do anything for me, just leave it alone, okay? That play, that's 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 something special. And if if folks love basketball like I do, and you have not had a chance to experience Matheny Fieldhouse, it's pretty special. 
It's a great place. Um, and it's one of those places that's traditional. I, uh, we would love to do, um, well, we've done a lot to Im- improve the facilities on campus, but Matheny's still Matheny. It's a, it's a tremendous place for basketball games. Division three now, NCAA, and obviously still the alliance with the Christian Association. So, you know, you, you got the best of both worlds. Before we go, I'm going to give you the final minute here. Anything you'd like to close with? Well, I just encourage you, uh, especially families with young people who are thinking about uh, attending college, uh, we hope you'll look at Geneva College. Let me encourage you. I know that higher education is expensive no matter where you look. If you uh, uh, are applying for a college, um, please go through the financial aid process. What you'll find is that we want you to come. And so we're going to bend over backwards to provide the aid that we can. Uh, the sticker price is a sticker price, but until you actually see that financial aid letter, you're not going to know what it's going to cost at Geneva or, or at Pitt or any place else. So don't be turned off simply by the sticker price that you're going to see on a website. Engage with the financial aid officers, um, whether it be at Geneva or St. Vincent or any place else, uh, so you really know what it's going to be because people are committed to having young people be able to afford college. And the way my kids eat... The food, that's, this is what I can handle. The food is fantastic. Your cafeteria is five-star. I mean, I, I, believe me, I, I, there's restaurants that don't have that good of food. Well, I'll tell you, that's one of the things that's a whole lot better than when I was a student. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Ken, thank you so much. Cheryl, thank you so much. It's been a great hour, and please come back again, okay? You're welcome, Rob. Thank you. All right, let me wrap up the hour. We'll be back.